Welcome to the FDN Thrive Podcast. We interview leaders in the functional health space who bring you the most up-to-date, cutting-edge information for people who have tried it all for their health issues. We hope you enjoy the show. I had gone to my gastroenterologist and wanted him to prescribe me a particular probiotic that seems to work very well for people with my condition called VL3, I believe. And he refused to write the prescription and said that probiotics don't work. And I basically told him, you're fired, and I'm going to go find somebody who will do this for me. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the FDN Thrive Podcast. My name is Evan Transu, a.k.a. Health Coach Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. If you're a regular listener, I am so glad to be back in action. We just had a little infection going on from an impacted wisdom tooth that I kind of knew I was supposed to get removed earlier in 2020, but speaking is a large part of my job. So I was like, all right, if I can just push this off until summer. I know things will be slower and I can get it done then. And we almost made it, but it got us in March. So I'm back in action. You may have heard my girlfriend Fallon Morningstar, who is also about to be completing the FDN course. She held down the fort and she will be an interviewee pretty soon on the podcast. But today we're going to be talking to Jessica Delpino. And she is someone that works in FDN actually is more of like a brand strategist now, which is really cool. She's got a interesting background with many different um, things and areas of knowledge, which you'll hear on the show, but a little bit about her for today's episode because she does have a health story just like virtually anyone in FDN. It does not matter if you're doing marketing or brand strategy or just taking sales calls. You definitely have a story. It's kind of par for the course around here. So Jess dealt with an autoimmune condition, which was ulcerative colitis for over 20 years. And because of this, she embarked on becoming a certified FDNP in order to help her own health first. After dipping her toes in the field of one-on-one coaching, she actually realized that she could bring more value to the wellness community by offering her expertise in customer service, branding, and social media to other coaches and companies, which she formerly honed for over 10 years in the entertainment industry in California. Now she works for FDN as our in-house brand strategist, as well as with other health coaches and small wellness companies to help them get a hold of the branding look, feel, and messaging to make sure they are able to bring their vision to the right audience through strategic marketing efforts and social media. I can definitely attest to the work that she does. She's been super helpful to us with FDN Thrive. And we actually shout out her biz in the end of the, or at the end of this show. And you can find it in the show notes as well, because we have a lot of people that are just on health journeys out here listening, but there's also plenty of coaches. So you might be interested in what she offers. And if you want to work with Jess, totally cool with us. Um, Again, you'll learn where to find her in the show notes or at the end of this show. But for today, the majority of our conversation is going to be about Jess's story and kind of how she went from all these different careers to really needing to focus in on her health and finally getting results after over 20 years of dealing with an autoimmune condition. So without further ado, here is the... Hey there, Jess. Thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Thank you so much for having me, Evan. I'm really excited. All right. So we always start the podcast off in the exact same way. All of our FDN friends, certainly, and definitely everyone pretty much in the functional health space. What I found, and I'm sure you've seen this over the years, is you don't really get into this work or this industry by accident. I've never really seen some kids say, you know what, mom, I want to be a functional medicine doctor when I'm older. Like we're not there yet, unfortunately. Um, And what usually happens is we go through our own journey, whether it's through ourselves or with our family, and then we find this eventually. So I'm curious just to get that kind of track rolling. 
what were some of the health conditions that you know, you maybe dealt with, I saw that you were dealing with the ulcerative um, colitis. Was it limited to that or did you start experiencing other symptoms? And when did this all start really? So my big issue has been ulcerative colitis. And I was diagnosed when I was 12, 13 years old. Um, but what's funny is in my journey as uh, becoming an FDN and post-grad, what I've done is recollected back and looked at my health history in a completely different way. I never thought of myself as a sick kid, but actually I was. <laughs> um, I, I struggled a lot with um, sicknesses like strep throat, and I had my tonsils removed very young because they were enlarged, and I had issues with sleep and snoring, and that's all just my childhood leading up to getting that diagnosis. Um, post that, uh, throughout my adolescence and into my young adulthood, I really struggled with a lot of issues that came along with the medications that I was taking to kind of get that issue under control. And because I didn't really have a clear understanding of how diet played a, a factor into it, how stress played a factor into it, um, and what the medications may be contributing to even further those issues, um, I didn't really understand why I couldn't get a hold of it. <laughs> so, um, for the remainder of my adulthood, up until the point that I found FDN, I really never took it as like, I'm a sick person, that I'm mm -hmm. a sick kid. I always thought there has to be a way to get through this, get out of it. And I've always been interested in supplementation, even well before I really knew that there was like a market in it. And luckily, I grew up with a mom who is a nurse and was doing the health thing before it was cool and before it tasted good. Like she had struggled with a lot of health issues in my early childhood. And so we were juicing before anybody knew what juicing was, like following <laughs> Jack Lane, um, going to health conventions when, you know, like it wasn't sexy and cool. Like everything tasted like crap and we hated her for it. But <laughs> at the same time, you know, she was one of those people that got like a mysterious diagnosis that they, th they thought she had MS, but they couldn't really prove it. And, you know, so I kind of grew up around all of that. And it really informed me to kind of keep researching and keep kind of pushing to find a way through that was more health oriented for myself. So, you know, I've had a lot of issues that I've dealt with over the years, but I really attribute it to the fact that there was probably something going on in my early childhood that caused me to get this kind of autoimmune condition diagnosis. And then medications that I've taken have really been a huge hindrance on me. Um, one of the big ones was I was on birth control for many, many, many years and I struggled with weight. And the minute that I got off of them, I'm not joking. I lost like 20 pounds in a month. <laughs> wow. Um, and it's just like, you don't realize something that you, you think is helping you could also be hindering you in very other ways. Um, so my mission ever since having that happen where I was like, Oh my gosh, I got off of this and like, I'm fine has been to try to become as medication free as possible and really just utilizing FDN and the research that I've done and the companies that I found with that and the strategies just around the philosophy have been so transformational in the last two years for me. Um, and I've never been able to make such strides in the 20 years that I've been dealing with this condition. So I'm a huge believer in it. 
you just hit on so many great points. I'm going to start with kind of mm-hmm. the last one. And that is, you know, you've been dealing with this for this long and you were still able to make these great strides over the last couple of years. This is really what we're pushing for, right? Is like, how do we get this to be the industry standard where we go to these people, the first sign of autoimmunity or really any chronic symptom? I mean, can you imagine how many people would be doing even better if like this was the first thing they did? Because we see the transformations that happen with FDN and FDN Thrive. And that's after after years of dealing with stuff, I was dealing with symptoms for 16 years before I found FDN. And in a matter of a year, I'm feeling like rock star Ev again. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy to think that that's even possible. Yeah, well, I think what FDN really shows us when you understand the philosophy and the methodology of how it works is it really clearly points to the blocks um, that are causing your body to not be able to heal itself. Because all it is ever doing is trying to heal itself. And all it's ever doing is trying to get to some form of balance and homeostasis. Like every symptom that we feel is the body's manifestation of trying to fix something that's out of balance. Um, And that's what I've learned is not to steer away or to try to quell the symptoms, but to use them as a trigger point to realize that there's something else that is obviously going wrong. Resources are getting diverted or utilize in a a way where they're getting taken away from something else, which is then causing a symptom, you know, just one version of that. And when you start to look at disease differently, I think that's where FDN really, really shines. And yeah, it would be fantastic if people could just shift their mindset around what it is to be sick. Because when I was growing up, and I'm sure you were the same, um, I was taught that disease is a death sentence and it is forever. There's no cure. There's nothing that you can do. And so you just have to learn how to deal with and manage it for the rest of your life. And to me, that just never really made sense. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Innately didn't really make sense. Um, And over the years, you know, I've been able to find a little bit of research that corroborated it and a little bit of understanding. But FDN really kind of put it all together and made it easy for me to connect the dots of all of the research I had been doing and where I was finding success and why. Jess, I can't even tell you, and guys, I mean, you know, if you listen to the podcast often, I say this all the time, or at least point this out. It's not like I'm putting the words into your mouth. You said it yourself. You kind of innately knew that this didn't make sense. Just it must be 50% of the practitioners that come on here, super smart people, logic, science-based. And then why'd you get into the natural side of things? I just kind of knew. It, it is so fascinating to me that all these practitioners seem to have this wonderful mix of like, hey, let's stick with the facts, let's stick with the science, but Mm -hmm. also remember our intuition and the fact that our body does have an innate ability to heal. That's a wonderful thing. So my point in always mentioning that or really highlighting that is not to just say, oh, here's some cool random thing. But to the listeners out there, if you have a gut feeling that something doesn't make sense, chances are it's probably because you're correct. And a lot of practitioners have come on here and said that and look at the results they got. So I I really appreciate you mentioning that. And the exact same words have been used by so many people. Well, I mean, that's the thing. It's, uh, I think we've been kind of pushed into a corner and not, um, you know, maybe not maliciously, but in a sense that we don't really know what's best for us. And, um, I think that we do ultimately like our bodies know what's best. It may not always massetize in the best way that we feel, but it's always trying to do our best for us. And when you really start to look at it that way, it, it starts to change your understanding of how you 
are reacting to things, how your body's handling stress and ultimately making it easier for you to pivot and move. I think that was a big turning point for me was learning how to slow down and recognize the signals of when my body is starting to get overwhelmed. And those are really the very, very beginning points of when I would start to get into an ulcerative colitis flare up. I never recognized it prior. I didn't go to the doctor until it was too late. I had to, and I had to get put on steroids. And then it became a whole like six month to 12 month process of like getting on the steroids, getting off the steroids, dealing with the side effects, detoxing out those um, elements in my body. And it got so traumatic and emotional for me that it was like almost like I couldn't think straight. And all I ever wanted to do was never have to deal with that again. But when you slow down and, you know, you kind of assess the emotional side, the trauma that comes along with any disease and separate that from the facts, from the science and be able to look at it from a bird's eye view, I think it makes a little, it makes things less scary for one. Mm-hmm. It gives you a little bit more confidence because now I can actually have a professional conversation with any one of my doctors that I ever see. And I don't feel backed into a corner that that taking medication is my only option because I used to feel that way. And I know a lot of people feel that way. And it's unfortunate because they just don't have the right tools or knowledge to really stand up to their doctor and say, well, I know it seems dire right now, and maybe it's going to take longer for me to do it the natural way. But I prefer to do it that way because the cleanup is a lot less at the end of the day. Absolutely. And that's what I love about FDN, because since we're not here, unless, of course, there are doctors who are FDNs, but most of us are not, you know, licensed practitioners, you know, we're not treating anything like I don't care if you need to go use a medication or use a supplement or whatever. Let's just also identify why this is happening to begin with. And you know what? I know this seems like I'm backtracking a bit, but I think it's something I need to be more conscious of on the show, uh, given feedback that I've gotten. Can you just explain really briefly what ulcerative colitis is? I have to stop acting as if everyone just knows all (laughs) these diseases. And, you know, yeah, if we could just explain that to the audience, that'd be great. Yes, of course. Okay. So um, a lot of people are very aware of what Crohn's disease is, which is inflammation that can be within the entire digestive tract, all the way from the esophagus down to the colon. Um, IBS is like a sister to that, where it's kind of like in different areas of the body. Ulcerative colitis is only in the colon and sometimes the large intestine. Mine is on the left side of my colon. And basically what happens is that there's a form of agitation that happens there that ends up causing ulcers within my colon. So as my bowels are moving through, things are kind of rubbing up against and then causing these ulcers, which then cause internal bleeding. And because my body can't seem to get it healed fast enough, it then can cause more issues down the line, such as cancer um, and, you know, like anemia from bleeding so much, um, problems with processing nutrients, like you can become very frail and and just, I've gotten to points where I've lost weight um, and I've been eating. It's just, it's crazy how it can just kind of like turn on such a note and, the thought from most medical professionals is that it's really hard to get it to kind of reverse itself and put back into remission so that you can just eat normally and do your life. Um, but what I've found is that, of course, the quickest way to do that is through medications. And I'm not um, opposed to that. If you're in that moment and you do need to get it turned around, it is much faster and easier to get a hold of my personal condition by doing that. But as a long-term option, 
because they don't really know what causes it. It's not genetic. It's not, um, you know, passed from person to person. They have no idea how I got it or why my body is, you know, creating this as the issue. Um, so it becomes a little difficult in trying to also figure out what the triggers are, because it seems like for me personally, my triggers don't come from diet because I've been able to pretty much eat mostly anything and everything throughout my life and not have a huge issue. My triggers really come from an overburden of stress. Hmm. So, um, what I've noticed for me is that anytime and every time I've ever moved, um, I've always gotten a flare up. And what happens when I have a flare up is that my energy drops significantly. Um, my anxiety goes up like crazy. My colon becomes incredibly inflamed. Anything and everything bothers me to eat. I'm, it's impossible for me to keep food in my system. So it just passes very quickly. I end up getting a lot of uh, excess of blood and mucus coming out. Um, and it just becomes uh, incredibly difficult for me to even think. <laughs> Wow. Um, and I'm really actually glad that you explained that because, yeah, for me, I learned a few things right there that I didn't even know. So I think I need to be more conscious of that in the future. Yeah. We got a lot of people coming on with a lot of complex stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting because is everyone's healing identical? No, but it is amazing how many of the fundamentals can be used almost universally, right? And that's what's an amazing thing about what we do. Um, I guess my next question for this is, you know, you eventually, it sounds like your mom was actually with the juicing kind of into the natural side of things, despite being a nurse. And I say despite only because we know how that goes. Typically, a lot of nurses are not necessarily, it's not that they don't want to do it. They just might not be educated in the more natural side of things. So at what point does the natural side of things actually start working for you? Was that only FDN? Like, I guess what I'm trying to ask is, when did it go from juicing with nursing or with, sorry, with your mom, who's a nurse to actually going headfirst into the natural side of things? So for me, I think because I had that upbringing, I was always very interested in the health stuff. Um, and, you know, this is well before there was the internet that we know now and social media and YouTube, you couldn't just find videos where people would explain to you what a supplement was like, this was all knowledge you would have to get by getting books and talking to people and going to health food stores that were not whole foods. So, you know, and finding these people, like there wasn't, it, there was no way to know where they were. You kind of had to know people. And my mom did a lot of that work for me as I was a kid. So I knew of some people, I knew acupuncturists and I knew, you know, some healers and stuff because of what she was going through. And so it kind of sparked that in my head. And I always had it in the back of my head that this was something that I wanted to keep as a part of my life. So I did get a little bit into supplementation while I was in college and, you know, I, I didn't understand that the quality was a big deal. So I would just go to wherever store and pick up, you know, whatever supplements I thought were going to be good for me. And so when I was, I think, 21, I was already taking like 15 different supplements. Um, I didn't really see a huge difference, um, but I thought they were working. So I just kept up with it. And then it dropped off for a while. And then, you know, I started doing more research and as things became a little bit more available over the internet, I just kind of kept up with it. Um, and I also initially went to school for biology because I, I wanted to become a scientist. I wanted to really understand this stuff. Um, it became a little daunting when I went through organic chemistry and didn't really do so well in it. So I switched my major, but <laughs> I mean, who does, you know? <laughs> um, but I think having that sort of foundation and background really kind of set the stage for me. And then 
I had moved from Florida to California to work in the entertainment industry because I wanted to work in movies. And I ended up without a job at one point. And this is right before I found FDN. I took a job working at a health food store as an interim because I thought, well, I'm in this health food store every day. I don't have a job right now. Um, I'd like to get paid to learn about this stuff, even if it's just working as a cashier. Well, the people who owned that health food store saw something in me and they put me in the supplement department. And then I started getting trained by supplement companies and I started actually making some serious moves in my health. And one of those things was learning about probiotics and learning the difference in probiotics. And this was the precipice to me getting into FDN was I had gone to my gastroenterologist and wanted him to prescribe me a particular probiotic that seems to work very well for people with my condition called VL3, I believe. And he refused to write the prescription and said that probiotics don't work. And I basically told him, you're fired and I'm going to go find somebody who will do this for me. <laughs> nice. Good for um, you. So I, I did my research and I was looking for a functional doctor and a naturopath or somebody who would be able to help me. And uh, my coworker was actually starting FDN and she said, well, why don't you just go get trained? This place, actually, you can order labs, you can do all this stuff. And it's the same amount of money that you would pay somebody else to do this with you. And you can just learn it yourself. And then you can also make a business out of it. And so it was like, oh, wow. I mean, this is everything. <laughs> and the fact that I was like in between career moments in my life and and so, um, you know, I did my research and I signed up with FDN and it was like in the first month, it was already so life changing, just learning about how the adrenals work <laughs> and the hormones. Like I had already shifted and changed my supplement protocol within that first month and started making serious moves. And then I started doing that with my boyfriend. And like in two years, both of us are, you know, on a much better track than we ever were. And I'm and, you know, we've had to overcome some serious things that both of us were dealing with. We were both heavy cigarette smokers. We were heavy drinkers. Um, you know, we were trying to quell symptoms. That's what I look at now. We were big time trying to quell symptoms both of us were having. And through supplementation and strategic dieting and, you know, just looking at our lifestyle and really changing things, um, FDN was able to put all of that background, that foundation, that research into a package that was so understandable that I could explain it to somebody else. And it didn't just make sense to me. And I could make recommendations to other people and they actually worked. And that's where the light bulb went off. And I was like, I will, this is the industry I'm going into and I'll never look back. <laughs> That's so cool. I will never, I don't think ever get tired of listening to these stories. I never want to hear like the person suffering, but I just love the journey. You know, like you move across the country, you end up in the supplement store, this perfect thing in connection happens at the perfect time and you end up getting involved with something like this. I, I just, I think it's cool. It's fun to listen to. <laughs> now I want to be, get a little more specific with the FDN stuff. When you're going through there and doing some of the labs, what are you finding that was maybe like totally surprising to you or just brand new information that you'd never even looked there for your health issues. So it's funny because I probably am one of the few FDNs that have done very few laps on myself. <laughs> um, but the first one that I did was um, when we still were working with BioHealth was the uh, hormone test. And <laughs> when I got my hormone test results back, 
my mentor was going through them and she said, I don't know how you wake up during the day because you are obviously in um, a point where everything is exhausted. Like you barely have anything (laughs) coming up on here. I was totally in an exhausted phase of my, uh, my cycle. And I said to her, I go, well, the only way is because I'm taking all of these supplements. I mean, I was taking ashwagandha and, you know, all kinds of natural things, adrenal supplements already before I ever went through FDN. And that's how I was managing, you know? Um, And she's like, that's amazing that you've been able to do that because um, what's showing up is that if you ever stop taking those, like you're going to crash massively. And it, it was a huge kind of um, light bulb, red, you know, red flag to me. It's like, okay, this, I'm doing the same thing that the doctors have been doing. I'm basically just managing symptoms. And so she helped me really kind of pinpoint and understand, like, I was under eating. I wasn't eating enough, which was causing me anxiety because every day my body was fighting for more nutrients. Um, that I, you know, I needed to shift some of my supplementation to not just replace, but to also promote my body to create more hormones. I needed to get my sleep under control because it was not. (laughs) Um, At that point, I was working on quitting smoking cigarettes, which is a whole other thing we can get into because I realized that the nicotine had something to do with me not getting into a flare-up because when I actually quit smoking cigarettes, that was a precipice to me getting a flare-up of my ulcerative colitis, which I found out. Wow. Yeah. Um, But see, that also showed something to me too of just like not, I mean, anything and everything can be bad for you if done in the wrong dosage Um, and if you don't understand it. And so that's been the shift in my thought process too of just like looking at these labs you have to correlate them. <laughs> you can't just look at what's on the paper. Um, and when you correlate them to somebody's history, to their current life circumstances, their environment, and what's going on with them, then you can make better moves with less um, correction, I think, um, at least in the beginning. And that's, that's been something I found so instrumental Um, of trying to do it by just learning about supplementation prior and, you know, making some headway and and making some moves, but then also hitting like massive plateaus because I didn't really understand the science and I didn't understand the physiology of what was going on. And I also didn't have the availability to test myself and then go back and retest it either. Um, That was, has been a huge one. And the first time I ran a GI map test on myself, Um, you know, I was actually quite surprised because I thought it was going to be way worse than it was. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That does happen every now and then. It's kind of interesting. I mean, it wasn't great. It really was not a great test. Um, but I've been now working on strategies with that and I'm hopeful that, you know, I'm about to redo that test and I'm, I'm very interested to see how that would shift, um, knowing what I know now. Amazing. And I have to, I mean, it's just, I apologize if anyone's not interested in this, but I I couldn't resist with the cigarette thing. (laughs) I don't want to risk sounding stupid here, but I'm going to put myself out on a limb. When you are talking about that, I vaguely remember, I I was never a big TV watcher, but I always loved uh, that show, Dr. House, like the MD, House MD thing. You know what I'm talking about? Uh Okay. Loved that guy. I specifically remember him almost, it was kind of a joke, but, you know, recommending that the person smoke like one cigarette a day or something for some type of condition. When you said the stopping smoking caused a flare up, did you mean because the nicotine actually acts as a therapeutic for it or because of the stress of quitting smoking? 
um, because the nicotine actually acts as therapeutic. Oh, I'm wow. I'm glad I took the risk. Okay, great. So, I promise that was on one recording, guys. We didn't re-record that. You know, I, I won't go too deep into it because it's a lot um, and it can probably be its own podcast just talking about this in itself. But um, what what happened was I quit smoking cigarettes. And I mean, there was a million other things going on. And I'm not saying that was the only reason I went into a flare-up, but it was definitely a contributing factor. Um, the gastroenterologist that I had seen was somebody new and I had quit before I saw him. And so when we were going through trying to pinpoint and figure out what were the contributing factors to me going into a flare-up, he had said to me, he goes, oh, interesting that you had smoked cigarettes and that you quit. That has been shown that people who have ulcerative colitis, um, if they smoke cigarettes, end up keeping themselves in remission. And the min- like when they quit, most times they will end up in a flare-up. It's the opposite for somebody who has Crohn's disease, which is a similar uh, disease to mine. Whereas if they do smoke, it actually aggravates their Crohn's disease. And I think that's because of the placement of where they're having the inflammation. Um, There's something with the nicotine in your body that acts as a neuroprotectant. And I believe just for my own personal research, and I mean, people can double check my work, but um, it also has an antiparasitic factor to it. And so I think that um, quelling infections and keeping them at bay also helps with not allowing my symptoms to come up and for me to go into a flare-up. So that's what I've found. And I've looked at nicotine therapy um, for me in other forms that's not smoking cigarettes because obviously cigarettes have a million other things that are in them. If I can just single out the nicotine, then maybe that would be a better option for me. But it's just for me personally, um, just because of the condition and things and the research that I've done for myself. I mean, I think it's fascinating. I hope our fellow nerds out there appreciated it because it's just cool. You wouldn't typically think about nicotine doing something like that. But what very few people know is that nicotine in and of itself, I mean, in terms of the damage to the body, is relatively comparable to something like caffeine. It's everything else surrounding the nicotine and the way that we typically administer it. Yeah, that doesn't really work so well. I mean, it's just a stimulant just like anything else. Yeah. And I mean, they've been – I mean, tobacco leaves have been used for centuries – um, with so many different cultures, uh, it's just when you start putting all those additives and, you know, asbestos, some weird stuff that you're inhaling into your lungs. Um, and it's not necessarily that you have to inhale it, you know, like there's so many other options. And I think that to just throw that under the bridge and say that it's just a bad thing is it's a little naive. And I think also a little bit like the medical system. And I feel like as, uh, FDNs and people in the natural health space, it's, it's nice to keep an open mind that things have multiple uses and depending on the dosage and the person, you know, can be very therapeutic. Absolutely. And this is typically the time in the show where we more go to the client side of things. Yeah. And I know we'll explain this in a little bit, but you're kind of in a unique situation where you found that you could be of more service to this space by kind of doing something else other than coaching. However, I know that we talked about before, you do have some like interesting family testimonials, I believe, right? Um, so sure. I'd love to touch on those for a few minutes and like hear what some of the results for your family members were from learning about these philosophies. Yeah, of course. So, um, well, for one, my boyfriend who I live with, <laughs> Um, has reaped the benefits of everything because I've been able to strategically help him with supplementation. And it's been really, really helpful. And just certain lifestyle things that we've done to kind of help with his depression and um, some chronic fatigue things that have come up here and there. Um, And he went from being a heavy drinker, heavy smoker, 
you know, um, to like kind of a fitness nut now, (laughs) uh, like works out almost every other day, eats really well with me, has his own set of supplements he takes and, you know, is just on the track to, um, you know, feeling like his best self. And we do some testing with him too. And we've been able to make some serious moves for him. Um, for my family, I've, you know, I've been able to offer my mother who was really great when I was a kid. I've been able to offer her some help and support and gotten her on the track of, uh, connecting with some supplement companies and really like helping with some issues that she's been having with digestive problems, um, particularly chronic constipation. Um, she's always dealt with that. And it's funny, like uh, I got her using castor oil packs and it like changed her life. <laughs> <laughs> um, same thing with my stepmom. She's had uh, arthritis in her hands. And so I ended up getting her castor oil and some like wraps for her hands. And it made a huge difference for her. Um, I would say the biggest testimonial I can give about my family, though, comes from something that happened about a year or so ago. I went to stay at their house, at my dad and my stepmom's house, and they were out of town. And so I'm there by myself, and I could smell an overwhelming smell of mold in their house. And I mean, because I don't live there, maybe it's like they're used to it. And I, you know, I opened up the windows and I tried to make it as easy as possible for me to stay there. But when they came back into town, I very seriously sat them down and I said, the health issues that you guys keep complaining about, I can guarantee you are coming from mold that is in this house. Your arthritis, the cluster headaches you're having, like all of the sinus issues, your back pains, your anything and everything. I swear to you, it is mold. And my dad was so apprehensive. And he's like, oh, whatever. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. He's always been very skeptical. And so my stepmom, who really believed me, made them or made him get somebody to come in and, you know, do a bunch of testing. And they found that their entire AC system was covered in mold. And they basically had to remediate their entire house, had to buy a brand new system, had to have all of the ducts cleaned and even did um, sanitization with uh, UV lights on everything. They had to throw out tons of clothes, but she thanked me because she said, I had no idea. And ever since then, it's been about a year, like her symptoms have um, you know, gotten so much better and she's made a lot better uh, choices when it comes to their food and stuff like that, but they would have never known And so she tells me all the time, like, had I not stayed there and like really been persistent with them, that who knows where they would have been like and the long term effects that would have happened with them, you know, going forward. Those are some of my favorite types of stories, because, you know, even if you ended up doing something else outside of the direct coaching, it's so cool to just have that impact on your family and friends. And it's something that is still technically happening, right? It's not like you couldn't find something else a year down the road from now and be that person that can help. And it's just a wonderful thing um, to be able to do for people because, again, it's just not common knowledge. And like you said, I mean, there's multiple factors there. I think if you live in the same house every day, you kind of ignore smells. Yeah. And then, um, oh, I don't quote me on this, but I believe it was Ryan Monahan who was technically the first interview on this ep- uh, on this show, but second episode. He had talked about something where mold, not only do you have that natural thing of just we get used to smells we're around, but mold apparently has these specific properties where it can actually like dull the smelling of the host, like a human, and make it 
like we don't really realize that it's there. So it's kind of a double yeah. whammy. Um, and again, I would double check that online, guys, because I don't know where I got that from exactly. But I think it was Ryan. And if it was Ryan, I definitely trust that, as you know, Jess. Like that guy's a rock oh, star. Yeah. So <laughs> oh, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, you know, if you're if you're talking about these pathogenic uh, fungus, bacteria, parasites, like you have to consider the fact that there is some form of innate intelligence within them, and they are doing what they can to survive. So, you know, I, I don't doubt that mold would have some form of finding a way to disguise itself so that it can stay alive in the environment that it's in and the host that it's in, as well as parasites and, you know, any other kind of bacteria or anything. Like, it may not have the same form of a brain thought that we do, but there is an intelligence there that we have to understand. It is about survival. Yes, it sounds like you you said it perfectly because it sounds like this primitive way to think about things, but it's so true. I believe it was um, a fellow FDN, Brendan Vermeyer, who put that thought in my head for the first time where he basically said, these things have been here longer than us. Yeah. They've done a good job at surviving. So just because it's this small little thing, you know, that like you said, doesn't have a normal brain or can walk around and create things. Uh, don't doubt that this thing wants to survive and it knows how to. Um, and really, you know, having these modern houses and the things that human beings build, we are really not at the advantage here at all. Like the mold and all these things are at the advantage. I mean, this is something that everyone should be checking somewhat regularly, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Okay, cool. So I want to transition a little bit, and this is definitely different than the route we normally take on the show, but it's cool because you started out, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, doing some coaching and then realizing, all right, and it sounds like you have many different passions considering you're wanting to work in the entertainment industry, then doing the supplement store, having a background in biology, like you got a lot of cool things going on. Um, <laughs> and you eventually found yourself more in like the marketing and brand strategy side of things. So Again, a little different route than we normally take on the show, but Jess does this for FDN. And I think it'd be really cool to kind of get some insight here as to, you know, for the health coaches listening, at least, or the functional yeah. practitioners listening, what are some things that maybe you find these people are not doing optimally in their marketing or in representing their brands? Because I just don't understand how the whole world doesn't know that this stuff exists already. And yeah. it leads me to believe that maybe we're just not presenting the message right sometimes. So... My background when it comes to marketing, social media, branding, you know, I was working in the entertainment industry. I was working for areas like uh, comic books, toys, um, movies, television shows, like that sort of space for many years in California. Um, and what I found was, you know, like there are really strategic understanding of how marketing works that works across the board for any and every company and any and every industry. It doesn't change and you're not reinventing the wheel by doing it for your business as a health coach. What I recognize is that what I thought was pretty simple and easy because I guess just being in that space, you don't realize what people don't know. Coming into the health coaching field, you know, people spend so much time honing their craft and understanding and researching how to become proficient as a health coach to learn the lab testing, all of those kinds of things. And you miss the part of how do you brand yourself appropriately and you stop talking like a normal person and you start talking like a scientist, you start talking like a researcher, you start talking like a health coach. And most people don't understand the terminologies that we're using. They don't really get what the word functional means yet. We have to teach them as a, like as a group, we have to educate the public of what functional is because still functional medicine is only, it's relatively new to the mass populace also. 
you know, they're used to doctor, they're used to medicine, they're used to diagnosis, disease, um, cure. (laughs) These are words that they know when it comes to this space. And they're not words that we really like to use because there's such a negative connotation to them. But what I've recognized is that we have to really meet our clients and our, you know, our audience where they're at. And then we have to educate them. And that's a hard and very long process for any business when you're coming into a new field like this. And this is still a relatively new field. We as a community have to learn how to educate our constituents out there to get them up to speed with the terminology so that we can talk to them in a more educated way. But unfortunately, it's going to take a long time. And so I think a lot of practitioners feel like they lose this, they don't have this connection, right? So where I've seen people become very successful is when you start to promote and explain your story as a person, what got you into it, or using a case study of somebody that allows you to use their story and explaining how this works in very simple terms and how that has become successful so that they can then live their life. You know, that this doesn't have to be their everything all the time going in and out of doctors or doing research or or learning every little aspect because this isn't everybody's passion. Just because they have a disease doesn't mean it's their passion to learn every little inch about it. You know, (laughs) that's, that's what I think people don't really understand. Like just because we have a passion for it, like, and I'm, you know, I'm a branding, marketing, social media person. Um, I can speak that language within my space because I understand the terminology and the way that these social media platforms work or how marketing works. I understand that terminology, but I also have to talk with other health coaches and other health professionals and wellness clinics or or whoever that comes to work with me. I have to also meet them. And that's what makes it so easy for me to kind of work with those people because I can kind of speak both languages, right? As a health coach, if you're trying to start a business or if you're a med- uh, functional medicine doctor and you're trying to reach more people, you kind of have to step outside of your comfort zone and learn how to speak the language of the normal person, <laughs> bring them in, and then you can educate them. You know, so saying things like uh, instead of uh, gut microbiome, like my gut hurts. <laughs> and it's like it's it seems so silly and so simple but somebody understands like i had severe gut pain or my belly hurt every day that sounds so simple but it actually speaks to way more people because that's how they describe their issues and when you tell them like i didn't need to i didn't need to walk into a place and automatically know where every bathroom was anymore that actually speaks a story to somebody who has to do that on a daily basis. And then they're listening now, right? Like that paints a picture, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, it absolutely does. I mean, this is such solid advice. And I love that um, you and I kind of use very similar language around things I'm finding just from this interview. It, it's really cool what you said about the passions thing. And I know I'm kind of going off on a side point, but I think this is super important for talking about the FDN Thrive program and why this even exists. This is the exact thought, Jess, that I had when I was going through this stuff because I'm a 21-year-old guy at the time. I'm a super nerd. I was like, listen, it's like someone took all the juice from like athletics and dumped it into like math and science. You know, you don't want to see me throw a football, I mean, for (laughs) God's sake, but you definitely want to see me do something like that. So 
I was like doing this really fast. I was retaining the information well, and I'm obsessed with it because I love it and it applies to me. And then I'm sitting there thinking how long it took to figure this stuff out, even with all that. And I'm sitting there like, what about the accountant? You know, what about the janitor? What about the person at the library, like the librarian? Like there's so many different careers, passions, and they might not have the interest that, yeah, you need someone that's going to help guide you. And if they can't communicate properly to you that they can guide you, well, you know, they're just kind of out there doing their own thing. And I mean, that's one of the things we strive to do at FDN Thrive is let people know, you know, this is simple, um, as simple as it possibly can be. Does that mean it's not going to take work? No, of course not. You need to be dedicated. But that's what the coaches are here for. We're here to take those people that might have separate passions or interests and know that they have these health issues. And this is the way they want to choose to address them. And we're here for that for sure. So Jess, I want to... Um, you know, give you a chance to shout out your own stuff. I mean, if people by chance, a health coach is listening and they're like, all right, well, I want to really work with her. I think this would be cool. Where can people find you for the marketing and brand strategy side of things? Um, yeah. So you can find me on my Instagram at whole function wellness. That's W H O L E function wellness. Um, I don't post on there right now. I'm actually in the midst of developing a new strategy for myself to be able to market this because I was, that was actually supposed to be my one-on-one coaching. (laughs) Okay. Um, But you can message me there and I I post stories sometimes on there. Um, But that's a great place to kind of catch me. Or you can email me at wholefunctionwellness at gmail.com. Same spelling. Uh, And that's really what I do with people is, you know, I kind of help you understand what you don't know about marketing and social media, point you in the right direction, and then help you put together a consistent plan. Like I'm not going to do it for you. That's not, I'm not a, I'm not a social media manager, but what I do is I teach you basic sort of fundamentals of, you know, how do you put together a consistent plan so that you can easily put your message out there because all social media and marketing really is, is just a banner. It's just a billboard so that people who are in those spaces can find you. And they're only going to find you if you're speaking their language, but you have to be doing it. And, you know, you can get clients through those places, um, but you're going to get most of your clients through referrals. And even that you still need to be able to have your message spoken to very easily. So somebody else can tell you another person what you do. And I think that that's really what I help with is, you know, kind of honing your message in, making sure that, you know, how you want to be presented is, you know, uh, applicable, like your verbiage, your, you know, photos, your look, your colors, everything. If you get that all situated and put together, then it makes it very easy for you to create stuff and move forward and it doesn't feel so overwhelming. So that's really where I shine. And I'm, you know, I'm always looking to work with people and, and kind of help them out. Um, so those are really the places that you can find me. Of course, we will have that in the show notes as always. And Jess, I have my final question for you, which is my favorite one on the FDN Thrive podcast. We ask this at the end of every episode, really simple, but nonetheless, it's cool to hear the different answers. My question for you is if Jess had a magic wand, And you could get every single person in this world to engage in one health habit, or you could get them to stop doing one thing for their health. What is it that you would get everyone to do or get them to not do? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, okay. Um, I think if I could get any, everybody to do one thing that would be for their health, it would be to 
<laughs> uh, get a journal and write every day. Um, there, it's amazing the amount of things that you can find out about yourself and how you feel and what you think. Um, like, I mean, I can offer a million different supplement or regimens or whatever, but honestly, uh, every person's different. And I think when you can really pinpoint within yourself, what you like, what you want, what doesn't work, the people that you want to be around and, and you do that every day and you read it in your own words, it's incredible the transformation that can happen without having to do any supplement changes or any lifestyle habits, anything. Um, I, I think that would be the one thing that I would have every person do is just to get to learn and know who they are better by doing that. Um, if I could have them stop doing something, um, <laughs> Oh, that's a big one. Um, yeah, maybe, uh, moderation of things like social media. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, I work in it, uh, but I don't personally use it as much. Um, when I started working in it more, I started to realize that uh, how manipulative it is and how easily we are influenced as people, including myself. Um, and so if you can learn how to moderate things like that in your life and give yourself time back, I, I think a lot of people would benefit by um, being able to slow down a little and not be so worried about what other people are doing or how they're you know, whatever they're thinking or how they're being perceived. Uh, I, th I think it is so cool how everyone seems to have a different answer on this podcast. I know we've had some overlaps for that signature question, but I thought in the beginning it was going to be always the same thing. And I have been totally wrong after 24 episodes. And I think I'm going to continue to be wrong. I love the unique perspectives that each FDN brings. Um, and I love this story overall. I'm really glad to be back with you guys. Hopefully I am not out for a little bit longer. I do have, unfortunately, three more wisdom teeth that will need to go eventually, but hopefully I can have those removed in more of a planned fashion and not such a sudden emergency type fashion. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of the FDN Thrive Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Evan Transu, aka Health Coach Ev. If you could be so kind as to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and some kind words would be even better. Outside of that, I am looking forward to talking to you guys soon. Thanks again. Thanks for tuning in to the FDN Thrive Podcast. If you feel like you've been stuck in the cycle of trial and error when it comes to your health issues, our team can help. Whether you've tried every different diet out there without lasting success, spent way too much money on supplements at your local health food store, or been told that your lab tests are normal despite feeling anything but normal, we have your back. Go to FDNThrive.com and click the Get Started Here button if you're ready to stop playing guessing games with your health. That's FDNThrive.com.